You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast, a part of the Touchline Media Group group of podcasts. So check them out at touchlinefraca.co.uk. Uh, I'm Asa Smith. I'm your host. I'm here with uh, my co-host, Greg. How you doing? I am the stump. I'm excited to be here. As always, uh, just having a pleasant Sunday afternoon. Get to hang out with get to hang out with my uh, taller half. I I am in fact taller. Um, so we are here to talk about the uh, the footballs and the footballs. Uh, for those of you who are longtime listeners, um, we have lost one of our sponsors, but we've gained a whole bunch of others. So we are still sponsored by the Smith Workforce Management Group. For all of your uh, business law, NIL, employment law, HR needs, uh, check out the Smith Workforce Management Group at smithworkforce.com. As for our other former, former sponsor, no longer sponsoring us. No more Anchor app is no more Business Daddy. New Business Daddy is Touchline Media Group. And we love them for it. So, um so traditionally, we uh, we are here to talk about soccer first, then um, football, because it's just the two of us. We don't have to like pretend to go into intros and outros and like, ah, let's get right into it because there is nobody else. It's it's just me and you. Hello. <laughs> so um, 
so we had we had ourselves a uh, a weekend of uh, of soccer. What uh, let's let's start with like the new the new uh, segment we're going to start with here is um, is a function of the fact that somehow you're like in first in all betting EPL stuff, and I think that that's very funny given that we are now part of a London based outfit, and the best uh, EPL better is the American. I find that very funny. Uh, in, in, I mean, it's not everybody. It's just whoever uses the ESPN EPL, pick them, pick them. But I am currently tied for first with reigning champion. Yes, that is his actual uh, entry. <laughs> the reigning champion, if you're listening, eat shit. Uh, so far this year, I am 64 and 46 on – it's just – I'm just doing straight pick them, so it's like money line. Okay. Uh, that includes – I believe I've now picked five ties as well, which is usually how you uh, end up making making moves. How many people? How, how many people are in this? Oh, a lot. Okay, cool. I like the thing is, is that if you're like tied for first in a group of ten, like, eh. this is all ESPN. It's not unmoored, so I would guess there. I mean, I, it's probably no more than uh, five figures, but it, there should. Still- Figures in there. First place overall, I believe, is like it says there's five grand worth or ten grand worth of prizes. I don't know how that breaks down, but yes, there is some, allegedly uh, some financial rewards coming my way for this. I'm also, I believe, this weekend I was six and four. I mean, that's that's okay. Did you pick the Tottenham draw? I did, and I also picked the Leeds Leicester draw. So I made I made money this weekend just because. I mean, typically, if I pick a draw correctly, I think I'm going to come out ahead because well, those pay out better, right? Yeah, draws are never the favor or are never the favor favored. Okay, well, I can tell you this as a as a Spurs fan, um, pick draws because they can't score. Uh, it's been um, I'm I'm not kidding here. 226 minutes in the Premier League since they've registered a shot on target, not a goal, a shot on target. <laughs> that's not very good it's not it's not um speaking of things that are not very good i don't really want to talk about tottenham they have antonio conti that's pretty cool uh he does not have the players he needs that's not very cool moving on um speaking of uh a team that could have been managed by antonio conte but isn't manchester united let's talk about it just an absolutely outrageous like three-week run here I, I, i love it because like that game, the 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 game that that our friends at, at Touchline Media Group's Discord, which you should shine, sign up for, just look up Touchline. Um, they there was someone on it who kept calling it El Sacico because they figured the loser of Manchester United Spurs is just going to sack their coach, and they did. Um, but the irony is, of it is that Manchester United lost out on the only notable manager who didn't have a job. Yeah, probably. I mean, like so the, currently, I yeah. think by the end of the year, you're probably going to have a couple of more choices. But yeah, Josie, I think, uh, <laughs> he was the only guy this past week that was just sitting around twiddling his thumbs. Um, yeah, we'll talk about Josie Mourinho in a second um, because he did something that was so screwed up today in a loss, um, but that that had like a ton of American implications. Um, but yeah, so so uh, Manchester United are sort of screwed. Because this is so bad. This is really funny. What's what, just how they're doing back. 
so since Saturday, September 25th, they lost to uh, Villa. Who fired their coach. Yep. In the Champions League, they managed to beat Villarreal. So that's a mid-table uh, La Liga side. Congratulations. Who they couldn't beat in the uh, in the Europa League final uh, to win an actual trophy. But right. continue. Then we have a tie with Everton. Sure. Uh, a 4-2 loss to Leicester. Even bigger LOL. Uh, 3-2 defeat of Atalanta. But if you'll remember correctly, that game was going real poorly until Ronaldo, like, out of his ass. Yep. Uh, 5-0 to Liverpool. As you do. And beat Spurs 3-0. Well, Spurs. <laughs> then tied Atalanta 2, but still progress on uh, goal differential or whatever. Sure, sure. Then 2-0 loss to the other Manx. I mean, like, the thing is, that, and and... Obviously, like as as a podcast, and certainly you and me, like there's a certain deep love we have when when historic powers fail, um, and I don't really know why where that comes from, but it, there's something so funny about like USC being four and five right now, which we'll talk about in the second half of it yeah. of the uh, of the segment. But like, th- it's so funny to me that Manchester United has all of the Glazer money in the world. All of the the pedigree, all of the history, the best or second best player to ever play the game, according to many people. Right. Uh, and they can't do it. <laughs> they yep. cannot. They cannot score a goal against the two best teams in the in the league, which is Liverpool and and City. Right. Um, and they, I mean, look, they beat Spurs, but you know, is that it? hasn't beaten Spurs since the since week three? <laughs> Who among us hasn't beaten Spurs? Man City, who lost them somehow. <laughs> uh, yeah, not just well, not just that they have like the best or second best player of all time too. Like obviously he's a primarily an attacking player, but it's not like he's their only attacking player. No, they have some other guys who who are pretty good. One at least who is world class. My other, it's also really funny how quickly they just like looked at as. Edison Cavani are like, we don't need you anymore. It's fine. <laughs> Enjoy your paycheck. Please don't call us. We'll call you. Uh, yeah, it's cool. Fine. Don't worry about it. But like, it's, it's, it's actually like, like, just like be less jokey and more serious for a second. It's a testament to the fact that team building actually does matter. Like it's not FIFA. You can't just get the highest rated players, put them on the field and it'll be fine. Um, FIFA kind of tried to, uh, Correct for that too, with the with the chemistry and stuff. I mean, to, yeah. an extent, to an extent, it does work. I don't know if you've ever like. I'm sure when you're playing club or something, when you try and put a team of 60s out there, they play a lot better if it if they're all like chemistry together. Yeah, but like the irony here is that like Man- Manchester United conceptually did that right. Like they they got they have two players who play on the same team from the same country uh, who play together on the national team, but. <laughs> Yeah, but so that doesn't always work work out like that. And uh, I'd also like to give a shout out to Greg Olson. To I don't know if you, I assume you were, were not watching the Cowboys Broncos broadcast. No, no, I wasn't. Uh, Greg Olson's comp- color comment commentating, and he made some comment about um, Tim Patrick was blinking, and whoever Kyle Burke or whoever the play by play guy is, sure. I don't know what that means. He goes, "Oh man, you know from like." NCAA football or Madden from the <laughs> 2000s when a guy was like playing really well, his little 
his uh, indicator would start blinking, and that's how you knew like he could make difficult catches. It's like Greg Olson, you are all of us. This is phenomenal. Phenomenal work from Greg Olson. Um, weirdly, weirdly, like, and if you think about like the players who came through there, is he the most successful tight end to come out of the U in the last twenty years? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what what do you consider successful? Not currently in prison for murder. Uh, so Jeremy Shockey, I, I actually don't know Jeremy Shockey. Kellen I Winslow. Definitely say that Jeremy Shockey is not in prison. Uh, no, Kellen Winslow is in prison. I know he is. Yeah, I. So I, I guess it's it's unconfirmed whether or not Jeremy Shockey is allegedly uh, anywhere in prison or otherwise. I guess I should say I'm confident. I'm not confident. I, I'm not confident enough to say that Jeremy Shockey is in prison. I am confident enough to say that Jeremy Shockey hasn't murdered somebody because I feel like that would be bigger news. Yeah. And also. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> you had two, two tight ends within a decade of each other going to prison for 40 years for felony offenses. <laughs> you have to know that Urban Meyer is like, two? It's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. Those are rookie numbers. <laughs> Also, what were the odds that uh, Florida State was going to be the team that didn't produce a tight end who murdered somebody in that triumvirate? Uh, pretty low because I would have guessed it would have been. I mean, Miami was would have been the number. Oh one. yeah, no, no, that was that was that was even money. <laughs> for, for, yeah, uh, <laughs> the other one would have like I would have think that Florida State would have had it way before Florida, but I guess it was before Urban Meyer got there and started letting just anybody in. I also, does Kellen Winslow uh, murder? I thought he was, I mean, now this is better. I thought he was just like multiple cases of sexual assault. So admittedly, I my, my memory of what Kellen Winslow's offense was is based on, in my head, like irredeemable throw away the key. So it, it absolutely could have been multiple sexual uh, assaults. Um, but in, in my mind, it was like, okay, so that guy's done. Yeah. Um, like, and, and, and there was no like, oh man, what a tragic figure. It was like, nope, throw away the key. Like, yeah. like not to, like, I, I don't at all want to talk about Henry Ruggs, but like in my memory, that's not like irredeemable, awful person. Like, it's like, oh, he did something horrendous. He needs to go to jail. He needs to pay for it. But like, yeah. it's not, it's not in, in, you know, serial killing like Aaron Hernandez. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think that, um, I mean, we also don't need to talk about Henry Ruggs that much, but I think that Dave, not David Carr, Derek Carr is getting a little too uh, much crap for what he said about, said about Ruggs this week. Yeah. He said, like, somebody need, like, somebody needs to love him. If nobody else will do it, I'll do it. Like, I think that Derek Carr seems to be a fairly thoughtful person. And I think the fact that he can differentiate between, oh my God, like, this is my friend and oh my God, my friend did a horrible thing. Like, just because somebody does a horrible thing doesn't necessarily mean that we need to abandon them as a person. They should definitely serve their sentence, serve serve their time. But, like, if Derek Carr wants to be there for Henry Rugg, I'm not going to stop him from doing that. Yeah, and it it also, like, has has something to do with, like, uh, like there's, like, a cultural difference because, like, I, I believe Derek Carr is a fairly religious person and, like, the religious response to when people do something that's, bad but not irredeemably bad is love the sin love the sinner hate the sin yeah right? Eric Carr's incredible it's very very religious so like it's like for him that would have been like a very normal thing to say and I think people probably misunderstood what he was saying yeah um 
Uh, on a completely different, on a better note, have you ever seen the video of Derek Carr playing uh, football with his kids? No. So he plays football. He plays football with his kids in his house with like a little Nerf ball. I mean, <laughs> he's the Raiders quarterback. So A, it's like Henderson, Nevada, and B, it's a multi million dollar contract. But this thing has got to be like fifteen thousand square feet. But he he throws it like he's throwing. Like he does not take anything off of it. He just zips it in. Zips it in at that. Real life, that Peyton Manning sketch from SNL. <laughs> yes, yes. Like I think his oldest is like eight, and he was throwing at that kid. Like, like I would not throw that hard at an eight year old. I would wait till he's at least thirteen to start doing what Derek Carr was doing. Well, you got to get your hands up. You know, you got you got to be you got to be wait, uh, available. You know, just so. Um, so, so I, uh, the, uh, the other thing that I want to talk about, um, in sort of like the weekend that was from a, from an American soccer perspective, at least, I don't think that there's anything really of note in EPL that we need to talk about any games. Um, but so Josh Sargent's manager, Daniel. Thing of note was Antonio Conte and you want to skip over it. So. Yeah, because I don't want to talk about Antonio Conte until he gets his players in because, um, it's not fun right now. Like, like watching him, like watching him, like send Matt Doherty out there so that he can go to the board, shrug his shoulders and be like, you want me to win with Matt Doherty is like, not like a very fun activity (laughs) from a fan perspective. Um, But so, so Daniel Fark, the, the manager of Norwich got their first win this weekend and was promptly fired. Um, Which I got sacked. Yep. Immediately after the game, they beat Brentford. Then he got sacked. Um, what? Yep. Uh, so that was funny as hell. Um, because it was like, uh, you remember that Leonard Nimoy when Leonard Nimoy was on the Simpsons and he didn't do anything all episode. And then at the end of it, he says, I've done like, I think my work here is done. And Barney's like, you didn't do anything. It's like, didn't I? And then he like dematerializes. That was my image of Daniel Fark. Like he gets the wind, goes to the board and is like, my job here is done. And they're like, what? It's like, I'm, I'm gone. It's like, no, you're fired. Okay, great. But the reason I bring it up beyond it being left on the freaking tarmac. Um, no, it was the same as Ed Orgeron, except that uh, Ed Orgeron won a national title and Daniel Fark didn't. Um, but and, well, is Fark sticking around to the end of the this, this season? No, but he did get a, a, a notable win for the club and then immediately fired. Yeah. Um, also, no word on whether or not he had uh, 11-year-old British kids uh, of single mothers in training. Also, uh, I feel like we should point out that that win that Ed Orgeron got fired after, not looking as impressive anymore. Right. Uh, turns out Florida, real bad. But again, we'll talk about that in the uh, in the second segment. Um, now is probably a good time for me to uh, lead into an ad because that's something we have to do these days. So uh, just going to do that right now. And, and we're back. Great. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Uh, did you like how seamless that was? It was completely, I couldn't even tell. <laughs> um, so the, the, the reason I brought up the Fark thing beyond it being funny 
um, is that uh, the two like most notable strikers in the American pool who are in uh, who are abroad are Matthew Hoppy and Josh Sargent. I think that that's fair to say. Um, yeah, I mean uh, Theosin's out there, but yeah, I mean Peafolk, fine, but but the the two that are in top five pools, fine. Yes. Um, so it turns out that picking the team that you get a transfer to. Uh, sort of matters because now Josh Sargent is in a situation where it's like, is he playing? If he is playing, is he playing well? If he's playing well, well, they haven't won a game and they don't score. So what's the point of him playing in the premier league? If he's going to be doing the same crap that he was doing with Werder Brennan. The second thing is, is that Matthew Hoppy doesn't play like not just, not just doesn't play, doesn't get on the bench. Um, and so it turns out that like, getting the, 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 the first shiny thing that takes you away from the second Bundesliga, not always the best move. Um, so uh, that's how we find ourselves as like uh, a staring down uh, Friday night with um, the FC Dallas depth, depth chart at Stryker, <laughs> which uh, I'm not sure if you're aware, FC Dallas didn't make the playoffs in MLS. That seems good. We should definitely plan on having a non-playoff team from the 10th best league in the world. If we're being nice. 20th. We should definitely lean on their attacking depth chart. That's going to go really well for us. I'm excited. Yeah, it's great. Um, But so the the, the other uh, notable thing about A, FC Dallas, uh, FC Dallas, Academy graduates. That was a weak segue. Brian Reynolds um, doesn't play for for uh, Josie Mourinho. So Roma, who c- should be good. I mean, they, they there's no reason that Roma should not be good. Lost to Venezia and uh, yeah. Busio yeah. and Testament actually played again, which means that he's maybe working himself into Syria standard. I don't know. Cool, whatever. Uh, everybody here is from Dallas except for Busio. Um, but. Josie Mourinho did something that I thought was so messed up today. Did you see his, his uh, quote about Brian Reynolds? Wow. Okay. So, um, so earlier over the week, like during the week, maybe it was in the Europa league. Um, he, or two weeks, it was two weeks ago in the Europa league. He played Brian Reynolds as well as like all the other backups. They got smacked like seven, nothing. And then Josie was like, he, Josie apparently was proving a point to the to the board about the depth of the team and whatever doing Josie things that that we're aware of, um, and so then he left a whole bunch of those backups out, including Brian Reynolds. Um, like he, they weren't even on the team; he was just using academy kids as his as his backups in Syria. So we get a notification this morning that Brian Reynolds was playing. Cool, great, that's awesome. He's he's on he's he's back in the squad. He didn't play, but he's back in the squad. After the game, which was a loss, Josie Mourinho was asked, like, so what, you know, what, what about your, your tactics here didn't work? And he said, well, on my bench, I've got Brian Reynolds and an and academy kid. So what do you want from me? And it appears, as far as I can tell, that he put Brian Reynolds on the bench so that when asked after the game, he could say, well, what do you want me to do? I've got Brian Reynolds over here, which is so screwed up, but also exactly, exactly what he would do. It's like, now I'm going to make sure that I have a name over here that I can absolutely blame for nothing. Brian Reynolds didn't play. It's not his fault. 
and a name that he can play and pronounce and remember. Yeah, uh, like... <laughs> I mean, you might be the only person that's surprised that Jose Mourinho did something that an asshole would do. Uh, I'm not surprised, but I, I, I will say that I'm... I'm... I don't, I don't know if vindicated feels like the right word, but like, remember when Josie signed up for Roma and the immediate response from us men's national team Twitter was, Oh shit, poor Brian Reynolds. <laughs> and then it turned out to be actually poor damn Brian Reynolds. Um, so that's where we're at with that. Um, it's, Although I do appreciate his commitment to actually tanking a Europa league game just to prove a like. If there's one thing you can say about Josie, it's that at least he's willing to stick to his convictions. He, I mean, that's true. Like, like you got to say, like, give him credit because dude is absolutely willing to get smacked on international television, international television by seven so that he can yeah. go, so that he can go to the press and be like, see, they don't support me. What do you want from me? And the answer is like, coach him up because that's your, your job. <laughs> well, yeah. It's not like this is like NCAA either, where you could just like uh, increase everybody's stats so that they're all better. Like, no, like, we're just like hit the reset button and it didn't happen. No, man, like this, this is on your record. Like people are going to know about this. Yeah. I mean, people, people don't forget that time that you got smacked by seven. Like we bring up that time that, that, that uh, Tottenham beat Manchester United 6-1. And we don't mention the fact that they had a red card for most of that game. <laughs> Like, right. ask uh, Brazil how it feels to everybody forget that you lost by seven. Oh, wait, you can't because everybody remembers that Brazil actually think they lost by six, but still. Uh, do you remember that time? That Like, that guy's image is forever burned in my head. Like, that old man very sadly holding the homemade World Cup as his team gets annihilated. Yeah. <laughs> and think about how, like, how much that ticket probably was for him compared oh, to, like, yeah, like that might have been like a, a, a worth of savings and Brazil did nothing for him. Like imagine it's 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 like whenever you you go to like a a, a college football game, like a non-conference game. Like uh I went to a a, a Michigan State Oregon game back in 2015. Yeah. And like you saw Oregon fans and then they lost, you know, Oregon lost, but it was a close game and it was good. And so they're like, all right, well, fine, whatever. But imagine imagine traveling all the way to that stadium and you spend all that money for that. <laughs> uh, you can pretty much just say, remember when Michigan state made the playoffs in 2015 and then be yeah. like, ah, people spent money on that, including my own parents. <laughs> so uh, that's actually the one time I was glad I was not invited to something. <laughs> well, uh, I think that that's probably as good a time as any to, uh, to transition us to football. But before we do, uh, look at this editing trick. So I guess we got to talk about college football. Uh, we can if you want to. Uh, I, I feel like it'll be cathartic. Um, although I guess I've, I've said on this podcast, I said on the YouTube stream, which you should check us out, uh, dear listeners on YouTube. We have a couple videos up. We'll continue utilizing that uh, as necessary. But um, I said on the YouTube stream, uh I don't want Michigan state to go to the playoffs because I don't want anything to do with Alabama or Georgia. Yeah. Right. So my wife, who, whom I love, wife. my wife, your said, two 
there. Either you can do it in the Borat voice or you can do it in the uh, Harrison Ford Fugitive. My wife. My wife. Uh, I'm going to go with Borat. Okay. Um, my wife, uh, whom I love, said something so awful last night that I have to share it in total tonight. Um, she said, well, Michigan State lost, so, so this is good, right? And I said, because I've, I've explained to her the playoff theory and how Michigan State, when they go to the playoff, tends not to score a point. Um, and she said, well, you know, like, that's good, right? Because that means that, that Michigan State, like, there's no chance Michigan State will play Alabama. And I said, yeah, pretty much, unless they go to the Citrus Bowl. And I realized that I did a monkey's paw. I said, I wish that Michigan State doesn't play Alabama in the playoff. And that monkey paw curled. And we will see them in the Citrus Bowl. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, Oh, that's just not. I mean, it's better because less people will be watching it, but that's still not good. It's no, no, I want nothing to do with that. But so in terms of that game, I, I, I don't think that there's much to say other than Michigan State's defense has been very bad all year uh, at giving up passing plays. Okay, secondary is horrible. Passing defense is bad. Yeah, passing defense real bad. Um, and Purdue passed the ball 54 times. Uh, they did not even pretend to want to run the ball. I think that they had like 31 rushes for 41 yards or something like that. Um, and that includes like, like, you know, sacks and whatnot. Um, I do have a new working theory and I, and I want you to, to, to bear it out with me. Okay. Sure. In the last two weeks, Michigan state has given up career days to Aiden O'Connell and Cade McNamara. These two last names happen to, to share a uh, nationality. And I think that Michigan State just can't play against Irish quarterbacks. <laughs> I knew you were wrong with that. <laughs> could you like see? Could you see what I realized what you were doing? Yeah, this is a visual medium, so you could all see Greg there, like confused, confused. Oh God! <laughs> so, um, but the good uh, yeah. news: so, uh, <laughs> CJ Stroud, not Irish. Talia Tagviola, not Irish. Um. Trump- maybe (laughs) not great and he spells it s-e-a-n which is which is pretty pretty irish irish way yeah i'm not confident enough to know that sean clifford i can't say one way or another whether sean clifford's irish but sean clifford sounds like a pretty irish name yeah i mean i i think that you know again i don't know the the national national uh background of aiden o'connell or cade mcnamara i can guess in the same way that i'm gonna guess for sean mac sean clifford but uh, we can't say for certain. Uh, but the good news is, is that Michigan State should win their next two games because um, no apparent issues with Pacific Islanders or uh, I don't know CJ Stroud's ethnic background. African American. Okay. Uh, Derek King didn't do didn't do great things. I think he's the only African American quarterback we've played this year. That's more of a uh, commentary on the NCAA than on anything else. Well, the Big Ten. Definitely the big ten. <laughs> uh, oh, actually, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they the Michigan State played Jack Tuttle. They didn't play the uh, the, the third stringer, who's African American for Indiana. Um, and Michael Penix was already hurt. So uh, there you go. We do not have enough data necessarily to say 
if C.J. Stroud is going to light up Michigan State's defense like it's Christmas based only on nationality. We can say it based on talent. We can say it based on history. <laughs> on the teams around them, yeah. Um, so uh, beyond that, with, 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 with Michigan State, um, you know, I, I think that, that this was never a, a playoff team coming into the season. If you had told me eight and one after nine weeks, I would have said, um, I will have whatever you're drinking. Uh, I assume it is absent. Yes, I, I thought about this a lot last night and this morning. I think this would have hurt less if they had just been like racking up random losses along the way. I think it was the fact that A, they went to 8-0, B, they beat Michigan to get to 8-0, and C, this happened, like we, we made it far enough to get into the uh, college football rankings which made it a bigger deal. If they lost to like, I don't, uh, who was like, well, let's, I mean, let's, 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 like some other yeah. team. well, let's, like, let's, let's do a thought experiment. Okay. They lose the games that they probably should have lost um, going into this. That, that means Nebraska, Indiana, and Michigan. They're not eight. No, they're five and three and they lose on the road at Purdue. And we would have been like, yes, this is a, five and four now go beat Maryland. So you can be bowl eligible, but instead, you know, like the breaks broke the right way. So here we are. Um, and look like some of that is good coaching and, and belief and whatever, but some of it is, um, Aiden Martinez is snake bitten. Like he, he did not bring Madame Zeroni up the mountain. You cannot convince me otherwise. At this point, I think Scott Frost should just try winning with a, quarterback not named Martinez like has anybody at Nebraska thought about this that maybe it's just a family name that's just cursed everybody I I'm just saying like if maybe he needs to, to there are no mountains in Nebraska he can't he can't bring Aiden Martinez up the mountain to reverse the curse nope he uh, can bring it to the field. I don't think that's the same thing though uh no that's 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 like children of the corn which ends much worse than holes uh, I don't think that, yeah, that doesn't end well for anybody. Uh, <laughs> Matt Frost is just snake bitten. Michigan State has built up its own expectations. So that's why it's kind of uh, a little bit of a letdown. Uh, at least Illinois is still out here doing whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, let's talk about that. Um, can we can we think of a, of a weirder team that, like, can't be anybody good? Or it can't beat anybody bad, but when you put them up against a team that might win, uh, might win their division in Penn State or Minnesota or Nebraska at the beginning of the year, or if you look at like Nebraska's peripherals, not their actual wins and losses, they they should be right there. Um, but yeah, all right. So I know, I know this is a separate point, but if you look at a lot of the Big Ten schools' peripherals, like we have like the best, not eight and one team, but we have like the best six and two team, the best <laughs> five and three team, the best four and four team, the best three and five. <laughs> we have the best, all of these in the country. It's just like, wow, you guys just can't, can't get over that last little hump, huh? Can you? Well, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we had the best eight and one team because the peripherals might like Ohio state more than they like Bama. I mean, that happens every now and then, but. Yeah, um, I, thought that, I don't think, I think Bama's still a pretty favorite. They struggled. They did. They only got six rushing yards against LSU. They still had the most total yards, which is very funny. <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I, I think that this was like a, this weekend, I mean, Wake Forest lost to, to UNC. Um, that was awesome. Right. There's an 18 point fourth quarter lead. <laughs> uh, yeah. So like, I, I think that this weekend and, and we'll talk about the, the, the pro pro football in a moment because it's currently going on and I need to vent about Adam Thielen. Um, you do too, because you have him as well. Um, yeah, you have him in our league. I have him in another league. You got a touchdown. Uh, yeah, but he had one reception in the first 59 minutes and 30 seconds. So he got two receptions and a touchdown. <laughs> um, but so, so in terms of, of, of what happened this weekend and what we think has happened, um, there were a couple of like important things to remember, which is Georgia is the only good team and everybody else is just various degrees of trash. Um, some more than others, like Wake Forest is more trash than Alabama, but everybody's pretty much trash. Um, yeah. But more important than any of that is Ole Miss. Ole Miss played a non-conference. Wait, we didn't even talk about the fact that UNC and Wake Forest played a non-conference game and, and Wake Forest is still undefeated in the ACC. Um, <laughs> which is like a couple of days ago. They're, they, they're a couple of years ago too, right? Yeah, or I think maybe they scheduled it a couple of years. Like it's that's pretty funny. Like that, like these conferences have gotten so big that like teams are taking things into their own hands. Like maybe Michigan and and or Michigan State and Wisconsin will start playing non-conference games every fourth year or whatever. Um, but Ole Miss, yeah. Ole Miss beat Liberty. That's not all that interesting. Ole Miss's social media team. Yes. If you look right now, it won't be there because these tweets were deleted. But if you were on Twitter for that, what, three hours? Give or take. It was the funniest, funniest thing that I've seen a social media manager do uh, in, I'm going to say years. Because Hugh Freeze, okay, for those of you who don't know, Liberty is coached by Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze used to coach at Ole Miss. When Hugh Freeze was at Ole Miss, everybody knew he was cheating. What he said while there was, the, you know, all of, these, all of these allegations are defaming my players. If you think that, that you have anything, email compliance at ncaa.edu. Otherwise, keep your mouth shut. People did. He got fired because people found out that he was uh, – texting or paying strippers from a, a state account or something. It was dumb. Doesn't matter. He was at LSU. Or, right. Uh, it's important to, to, to note that he was at Ole Miss when this happened. Currently head coach of Liberty. Ole Miss beat Liberty and Hugh Freeze. Ole Miss's social media went full, full taking you out with me kamikaze with this joke. And they said, if you think that you can beat this team at Ole Miss, you're wrong. And if you have any evidence that you can, you need to email compliance at olemiss.edu. Uh, otherwise, you're slandering these kids. No, he sent it, they sent it to the Liberty to the Liberty email compliance. Oh, did they? Even better. Yeah. Even, Even better. better. <laughs> they they took out Hugh Freeze in a joke while insulting themselves. <laughs> And then they did the, the thumbs up thing too. <laughs> right. The second one was they, they had the picture of Hugh Freeze when Hugh Freeze, because co- college football is dumb. And if you don't know this, I can't explain the levels of stupidity here. But Hugh Freeze coached a game from a from a press box and in a hospital bed. Uh, 
he did not coach. He coordinated the game. Okay. He was the <laughs> offensive coordinator for that. If I remember correctly, they that was against Syracuse. Did they win that game? I think so. Okay. Uh, Ole Miss then posted that picture of him thumbs up from a hospital bag in the press box with won the day. Great job, Ole Miss social media manager. Whoever told you to delete those things was wrong and bad. <laughs> um, so in, in terms of, uh, of football, because this is a coherent and focused podcast, we got to talk about our NFL team. Yeah. Uh, what were your thoughts on the Jacksonville Jaguars? Hell yeah, baby. Josh <laughs> Allen took down Josh Allen. <laughs> Uh, that was phenomenal. Well, I can't believe that's the first time uh, a guy has ever sacked a quarterback with the same name. Just because, I mean, you'd think there was another Alex Smith floating around somewhere. Uh, yeah, you'd think so. Uh, there was um, uh, Jason Kirk from our spiritual godfather, uh, the Shutdown Fullcast, tweeted out a story of the time that Vinny Testaverde threw uh, three passes completed to Mark Carrier. One of those Mark Carriers was his wide receiver. He completed one pass to that Mark Carrier. He completed two <laughs> passes to the safety named Mark Carrier. <laughs> On the other team. On the other team. Um, so, but but we, we got to talk about the fact that uh, this pretty much seals, as far as I'm concerned, this seals the Detroit Lions getting the first pick because they're not winning two games. No. So uh, congratulations to the Lions. Congratulations to Urban Meyer. Congratulations to whatever bar gets his uh, patronage tonight. And uh, our apologies to whatever women happen to be at that bar. Uh, also, our apologies to Kayvon Thibodeau, who might have to now move to Detroit. Yeah. Uh, uh, man, I'm just looking at it now. Uh, Jacksonville was actually tied for second to last in the league. But the other two teams played each other. So Houston still only has one win this year. Miami just beat Houston, so there's their second win, and Jacksonville just got their second win. Um, so I, I wanna, I wanna give some numbers to you, okay? Yep, I'm listening. All right, so you're aware of the stat QB rating, yes? Yep, QBR. Yeah, no, not QBR, QB rating. So like yes. passer rating. Um, yep. one of the court, oh, two people threw passes. For the Texans today, okay? One, yep. Tyrod Taylor. The other, Danny Amendola. Okay? Did you watch this game? Do you know the, about the result of the Danny Amendola passes? Nope. Okay. One of the, the people who threw passes had a passer rating of 42.8. The other one, 39.6. Those two numbers are very close. What do you think... How many passes do you think Danny Amendola completed? Three. Zero. Danny Amendola went 0 for 1, got a QB rating of 39.6. Tyrod Taylor threw the ball 43 times and was exactly 3.2 passer rating percentage better. (laughs) When you throw the ball, when you throw the ball 43 times for 240 yards, three interceptions, and take five sacks, you are almost just slightly better than if you just had not completed a pass. <laughs> like, I, I, it's phenomenal. And it's like, 
And it's not like Jacoby Brissett played better because remember Jacoby Brissett was the winning quarterback in this game. Um, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's it was, was 24 for 43. Jacoby was 26 for 43 for almost the exact same number of yards. Jacoby just threw one last pick and threw one touchdown. This game um, looks awful. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm 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 sort of shocked. I, I'm I'm going to go back and watch this game. Because I want to know how a team that got uh, 3.6 yards per play won a game. Because they played a team that got 2.4 yards? 4.1. 4.1. Still real bad. Still real, real bad. Um, But but, uh, congratulations to uh, Stephen Ross and the Miami Dolphins for two reasons. One, you won the game. Two, you don't employ Deshaun Watson. So congratulations on that as well. Houston, still working on it. And uh, also uh, congratulations to Baker Mayfield because uh, apparently the Browns don't need OBJ. No, Uh, but a bunch of former LSU guys were apparently wearing free Odell shirts around uh, this week. So we'll see how that turns out. He's free. They cut him. He cannot be more free. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he is free to take whatever other employment he wishes uh i mean i guess he could he, he could get picked up on waivers but probably not <laughs> uh when we find that out we find it out tomorrow tuesday so yes tomorrow when when our dear listeners are listening um so obj uh if my tea leaves are to be read correctly uh welcome to detroit <laughs> good luck with that man well thank you so much for sticking with us uh i was your host twigs he was your host stumpy this is a very professional podcast this is such a smooth transition (laughs) um you can find us on twitter uh at tls underscore n underscore tds um that's usually me it's sometimes somebody else but it's usually me uh, you can find Greg at Mr. Mojo Rising 89. Uh, we're talking about things and sports. And uh, I think I liked a crypto post on accident the other day. Uh, I, I'm not often going to talk about crypto, but maybe I'm going to. Who knows? If you add us, we usually respond. <laughs> um, you cannot find us on Instagram uh, because we don't have one yet, but we're working on it. We'll get that up and running shortly. Uh, Stumpy, do you want to thank our sponsor? I do. I'd like to take, I'd like to thank, uh, well, obviously the Smith Workforce Management Group for sponsoring us through this tumultuous time. But I'd also like to thank the Touchline Media Group because you're the best business daddy we've ever had. We love you very much. And thank you to you, the listeners. We couldn't and wouldn't do this uh, without you. So please like, subscribe, share. Uh, You can find us on YouTube, just search Touchlines and Touchdowns. Um, But if you uh, like, subscribe, share wherever you get your podcasts, we really appreciate it. Uh, Thanks for sticking with us and we'll see you next time.
Social Podcast Network.